Welcome to C3Bell Conan. We hope you enjoy our latest Sunday message. It's so great to be uh, on this journey and sharing these stories together, celebrating all that God has done and really looking to the future with faith in our hearts, believing together expectantly for all that God is calling us into. And there is, as we wrap up this Taking Ground series and celebrating our birthday as a church, giving thanks to God for what He's done, there is a mindset I want to talk to us about today that we step into the future with. And we've been sharing about the things that can hold us back. And uh, today I want to, uh, and how to overcome them today, what I want to do is, is talk about a mindset that, that actually helps us stay, be in good stead for the future and all that God has for us. And last week we looked at Numbers chapter 13 and what actually held God's people back. And I want to tell you about Numbers 14. Uh, there is a mindset that actually can bring us forwards into what God has for us. Uh, and uh, it, it's funny because it's just in the very next chapter and it's still wrapped up in this moment of tension and conflict for God's people as they are standing looking at what God's promises are for them. But there's obstacles in the way. There's challenges that they are going to have to face. And there's this battle sort of going on. There's different sides being taken in amongst God's people. And ultimately, uh, they, they spend a generation outside of the promised land, outside of God's blessings for them. But the, the faithful Joshua and another guy called Caleb, they've got a different mindset about them that I want to highlight here. And it's one that you and I uh, need to get a hold of as we step into God's promises for us. And there, there's a foundational thought that, that comes out of this passage and actually is, is one uh, right through the New Testament as well, that a life of faith in Jesus is not actually designed to be easy. Uh, that might be some, good, some scary news for you. I hope I haven't <laughs> put you off uh, too early on here today, but it's pivotal for us to understand. We cannot begin to see any level of opposition or challenge or, or obstacle as a reason to back off from what God is calling us into. It's a challenge because we live in a culture and a mindset these days where there are so many options available to us that what people often do is just take the easy way out. We can jump from one thing to another. Uh, we can really quickly just leap over into a different way of doing things. And instead of falling, following all that God has for us, uh, we get stuck. Should I stop, Josh? Yeah. Sorry, man. Can you cut that out? or You cut that out? And so we can look at, like there's too many options, right? And uh, if this path doesn't work out, I jump across to that. I jump across. And so we can actually see any kind of obstacle uh, as a reason to switch tax or to take a step back. But, but the reality is that a life of faith in Christ is never meant to be easy. We can't have this mindset that what Jesus does is comes in and fixes everything and makes it all work out perfectly for us. We've got to understand that it's just not this simple, that there, is, uh, there are challenging steps that we're going to have to face, that opposition is a part of, of the journey, and that so often that's what builds our faith. So often that as we go through challenges, we actually begin to appreciate more and more what God has done for us, what it is that Jesus is calling us into. And the thing that we do get as, as followers of Jesus is the promise of His presence. You know, at the end of Jesus' earthly ministry, He gave His disciples a, a challenge or a commission and a promise. He said in Matthew 
28, he said, I want you to go into all the world and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey all of these things. And he says, and lo, I'll be with you even to the end of the age. There is a, a commission and a challenge, but there is a promise with it. There's no promise that it's going to be easy. There's no promise that it's going to be smooth sailing. In fact, the early generations of the church faced incredible obstacles. People were martyred for their faith. It was very difficult, probably way more difficult than most of us have experienced in terms of what it, what it is to live out our faith in, in this day and age. But we cannot see these things uh, as excuses to step back. There is no promise of smooth sailing, but there is a promise of God's presence with us. And that is what we need to keep out in front of us. You know, as Moses was, was leading the Israelites on this journey out of Egypt and into the promised land, he has this encounter with God on a mountaintop. Uh, and, he, and he asks something of God. And he asks God actually for this very same thing as he's trying to lead the people out of the desert. In Exodus 33, if we pick up from verse 12. It says, one day Moses said to the Lord, you have been telling me, take these people up to the promised land, but you haven't told me who you'll send with me. You've told me I know you by name and I look favorably on you. If that is true and you look favorably on me, let me know your ways so that I might understand you more fully and continue to enjoy your favor. And remember that this nation is your own people. The Lord replied, I will personally go with you, Moses. And I will give you rest. Everything will be fine for you. Moses said, and this is, I love this verse. In verse 15, Moses said, If you don't go personally with us, don't make us leave this place. How will anyone know that you look favorably on me, on me and on your people, if you don't go with us? For your presence among us sets your people and me apart from all the other people on the earth. The Lord replied to Moses, I will indeed do what you've asked, for I look favorably on you and I know you by name. And Moses responded, then show me your glorious presence. And he goes on to have this incredible encounter uh, with God. I love that thought there. God, nothing else will truly separate us out as your people except for your presence, your tangible presence, your demonstrated presence, your your provision, your favor on our lives. See, it wasn't unusual in those days for nations to, to have gods that they served. In fact, it was the norm. It's kind of the opposite of where we're at these days. I mean, what Moses was saying was he started out asking for help in a sense. Oh, who's going to come with me? Who are you going to, what help is he going to give me? And, and God says, hey, all you need is me. You just need to know confidently that I am always with you. Just like Jesus said to his disciples, I will always be with you. Yeah, I might be calling you to big things, bold things, brave things, challenging things. Yeah, it's not always going to be easy, but I'm always going to be with you. You and I are called to walk in the presence and the power of God. Moses was looking for earthly or worldly helpers and encouragement. And what he really needed was to be reminded of God's presence. And, you know, in, in verse 8 and 9 of Numbers chapter 14, Joshua and Caleb are still, despite the fear growing around them, still speaking words of faith to God's people, despite the negative report that many others brought about their chances of conquering the promised land. And in verse 
Uh, 8 and 9 of this passage in Numbers 14, uh, they say, If the Lord is pleased with us, He'll bring us safely into that land and give it to us. It's a land flowing with milk and honey. Don't rebel against the Lord and don't be afraid of the people of the land. They're only helpless prey to us. They have no protection, but the Lord is with us. So don't be afraid of them. How about that mindset? These things that come against us, they've got no backup. They have no strength. They have no protection. But the Lord is with us and surely He will bring us into His promises. They are echoing the, the refrain, if God is for us, then who could possibly be against us? It's the battle cry of a believer, of a follower of Jesus. If God is for us, then who can be against us? In Romans chapter 8, uh, we read this incredible unpacking of this life of faith in God. And one point where the, the author says, well, if, if God is for us, who can be against? If Jesus himself doesn't condemn us, then, then why would we be fearful of anything else? Who is going to accuse us if God himself doesn't? He's the one we have sinned against. But if he is willing to forgive, if he is willing to pour out his mercy and his blessing upon us, then who would we fear? Nothing can come against us. Nothing can get in between us. Nothing can keep us out of God's love for us. This love that he showed in sending Jesus Christ to die for us, take our sins upon the cross and make us right with him. We have the promise of the presence of God. That's the overriding mindset we carry into every set of circumstances, into all that we are doing. So if we look back to God's people in the wilderness there, just standing on the edge of the promised land, they have the promise that the land is theirs. But I tell you what, there's still battles to fight. This promise of God's presence and this land they're going to walk into of provision and blessing and favor doesn't come without its challenges. But they are told that God is with them. He will even go before them. They still had battles to fight, but they had a different mindset. Instead of intimidation, they know that God is always with them and for them. It's funny, God didn't do it all at once. There were steps of faith. There were journeys. There were, there were different battles different enemies to overcome. And that's the way it is for every single one of us in our life. Don't be discouraged by your present circumstances. Don't let that challenge of the past cripple your future. Don't be fearful. Be encouraged. Be full of faith. Remember the victories. Remember what God has done. Take a hold. Take heart from the promise of His presence. God has probably taken us all on, the, on this journey in different ways so that we discover and learn how to lean on Him. His promise is not that it will be easy, but that He will be with us. That's what Jesus said to the disciples. I will be with you. In fact, He said to them as He was leaving, He said, don't move on in your own strength. Don't just take off now and start to spread, but wait until the Holy Spirit comes on you and fills you with power to be my witness. He says, you need my presence I'm going, but another is going to come and fill you. Don't just go in your own strength. Go in the strength of my presence and my empowering by the Holy Spirit. He stopped them rushing out uh, and getting busy and said, no, you need to be anointed. And I guess that's the, the title of this whole, this whole message, not easy, but anointed. You and I are not called to look for the easy road, but we're called to know that whatever we face, we can do it in the anointing, the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. That's the best Description I've ever heard of what the anointing is. It is Holy Spirit power to get the job done. It is the promise of God's presence as we live for Him. It's what Jesus described as He began His ministry. And He said, the Spirit of God is upon me 
because God has anointed me and He's appointed me. He said, I'm going to bring good news to the poor to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for captives and sight to the blind and to declare God's favor. That's what you and I are a part of, Jesus' mission on this earth, to set people free by the good news, to bind up and to heal the brokenhearted to see people regain their sight and vision for the future, to see captives set free from addiction, from fear, from pain and suffering, from sin and all that has held us back and instead to live for the glory of God. We are called to live full of God's power in the promise of His presence. Not taking our lead from circumstances, but confident in the overwhelming victory of Jesus Christ that we walk in. I hope you know that today. I hope every single one of us individually and us as a church are looking with faith to the future. We're taking ground. We're seeing the strongholds melt before us. We're taking ground by the promises of the presence of God for us. Thanks for listening to our Sunday message. If you would like to find out more about our church, visit www.c3belconnen.org.au.